Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The icy waters of the North Atlantic hold many secrets. One such secret is about to be discovered. Despite the concerns and worries of life, a group of friends makes a final voyage on the luxurious yacht Delilah, taking the vessel from America to its new owner in England. What promises to be a pleasurable journey across the ocean waves descends into a desperate struggle for survival. Join Mac, played by Tillman, Danny, played by Slavek, Matthew, played by Adam, and Craig as the keeper of the arcane lore as they investigate the derelict. This Call of Cthulhu scenario is published by Chaosium and available on Lulu. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook at Twin Cities by Night to always stay up to date. There you can also find our Discord channel invite link. We'd love to see you. If you wish to support us financially, you can also find us on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. The three of you ascend the steel gangplank after tying off your dinghy to the bottom of it. And uh, as you get up, you uh, make your way onto the main deck. Looking across the main deck, you see that there are three cranes. Uh, The furthest one from you, which is at the front of the ship, appears to be damaged and is kind of like in a fallen over position. And the middle middle cargo hold hold right next to the second crane appears to be open and snow is kind of drifting into there. You look up and you notice that there are five distinct uh, levels on the superstructure and it appear they appear to be all accessible from the switchback staircase that you're at. Look at this. And Matthew just kind of staring in amazement. I can't believe you didn't tell us about this shit, Mac. This is this is incredible. I didn't see it till today. To be honest, I thought it would be smaller, but uh, now I feel kind of stupid. What's the process with dealing with corpses at sea anyway? Uh, why did well, you have to bring try, that up? I'm not to Come on, to Danny. You got guys out, but I'm just saying, lost ship in the middle My of the My process ocean. right now is leave it alone and then notify authorities. Eh, fair enough. Can I make a check or something to know, I guess, if Danny would know what to do? Sure, that'd be a law check. Good thing you're a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Oh, well, not that good of a lawyer, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, with a bot, you're pretty sure you could just dump them over with and out of sight, out of mind. Eh, whatever. So, there are a few different areas of the ship that you can access from this position, including all the superstructure. You can see down into the open uh, middle hold, but uh, where would you like to go? I think we should check out the superstructure. I'm not sure how how safe all the bottom areas are, judging by the hole in the hull. Mm. So, so who's with me? Uh, I think it's better we stick together. Never know what kind of dangers are on these ships. Yeah, and you're going to want me around... Uh... You know, in case something heavy falls, I, I'd be able to lift it off of you. Otherwise, you, you know. Also, I have the flare gun, and I'm going to flash it. Good for you, Matt. I take out my iPhone and start sort of recording. Great. Yeah, um, actually having the document evidence of your journey is a good idea. 
So the superstructure again is built uh, is separated into five uh, sections, each accessible by that uh, switchback staircase. Um, did you just want to start at the bottom, work your way up, or was there any particular level you were interested in? No, just work my way up. That sounds good right now. Okay, uh, the three of you climb up the stairs and make your way into the first superstructure. It take our uh, first level of the superstructure. It takes you a, a little bit of um, muscle to open up the kind of like the submarine style doors with the hatch on it. But um, you're able to open up the level one and it appears to be some sort of a kitchen area. Yeah, just enter the room, uh, take in the smell, like to notice anything off about it right off the bat. Can you, three of you, make me spot hidden rolls? I barely fail. All right. Well, this one doesn't seem um, incredibly interesting. You open a few doors, but it mostly appears to be frozen, like beef, pork, uh, vegetables that have gone bad since. But uh, you, you look around in a few of the other doorways and appear to be like offices, probably for like the ship's officers. Nothing crazy going on in any of these. So I missed the beer cooler, right? Actually, the beer cooler would... Um, you could probably find the beer cooler huh, just going through some of the storage lockers. It appears to be quite well stocked. Jackpot! So you open the door and you see that um, while some of the cans um, had frozen over, quite a few of them seem to be in pretty good shape. They appear to be some sort of like Norwegian brand that you never heard of, but they're very obviously alcohol. Matt, try to keep the drinking for after we get out of the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on, Danny. Just hold the funnel. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm uh, going to be stern uh, this time. This is a really dangerous ship, honestly, to be on. Also, and if you sure. fall uh, because everything is tilted and frozen over, honestly, I'm not sure what I can do for you. All right, all right. So think about insurance. You also look at the bottom of the can, and it, you can't really read a lot of it, but you do see the date 2016 on it. It's 2018 now. All right, you guys. I set it back down, shut the fridge, kind of disappointed. I mean, it's been pretty cold. It's probably still okay to drink, but... Uh, it's probably flat. That's true. I, I don't think these cans withstand the pressure of freezing. You know, you guys, it's, it's, not, about, it's not about the date. And it's, it's it's just about you know, you guys you guys do not want me to to go into full Matthew party mode right now, and you kind of put it put it on a shutdown. So that's what he's most sad about. Otherwise, he would drink these expired beers. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, just looking in a few of the rooms, they appear to be like pretty standard, um, like mess halls for the crew, and the you can see the kitchen and like the officer's dining room there's some offices but nothing um with your spot hidden rolls nothing really stands out to you so did you want to poke around here anymore or make your way up i think if we just go through all the rooms look inside at least and don't see anything interesting we would move up right okay uh which room would you like to look into oh i was uh suggesting like poking around um, oh Okay, yeah. Just you getting uh, a once-over. Yeah, you, you give this level a pretty good once-over, but uh, not much interesting is going on in here. All right. I'm kind of just walking through with my phone out. I have the, uh, the um, light flashlight function on, and I'm kind of just observing 
Is it like I'm imagining it's relatively spooky looking in there, just all this stuff just yeah. left alone. It it reminds you of the John Carpenter film, The Thing, where things are just kind of frozen in place when they go through and uh, find the Antarctic base. So it's a bit unnerving and it's really quiet. So yeah, I'm like not trying to be funny anymore. I'm just kind of get the willies a little bit. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna try to fuck with Matthew actually. Okay. I start telling him about this story from this occult book I read, you know, uh, about an uh, an adventurer who uh, sort of uh, boards this derelict ship. And uh, it's exactly like this, you know, he goes through it and spooky, dark, no one's there. And once he gets to the bottom, uh, he, he realizes all the doors disappeared and he's stuck there forever. What the fuck, Danny? That's made up, right? That's not true, is it? Well, who knows, you know? There's a lot of things between heaven and earth, as Shakespeare said. Jesus Christ. You know, I really hope this ship isn't haunted, because I'll punch a fucking ghost, Danny, I swear to God. Oh, God, Matthew. Oh, God. And as you say that, you hear a clang as something metallic hits the floor above you. Ah! Watch out. Okay, now we know for sure. So, uh, Craig, I just realized on uh, the picture it says the captain's quarters are on level one. Yes. And those I would definitely want to check out. Sure. You poke your head in there, and it seems to have a small, well-made bed on there, and there is a logbook on it, and it's written in Norwegian. Can I uh, go to the, the last pages that I filled and at least try my best to understand words like sure i can probably make out some things that seem familiar to get the general meaning sure you can make me and well you don't have norwegian so let's just go for a straight up intelligence role do we have satellite internet yes you're actually uh connected to the delilah's uh wi-fi network right now cool just play in google translate that yeah so i failed with the notebook but i like show it to the others anyone know some norwegian like i said putting it into google translate oh you can type yeah. it all by hand because it's it's handwritten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might take you some time. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah. completely fair. Make make me uh, an intelligence roll then. See how efficient you are at it. Yeah. Meanwhile, I poke around the the quarters for a little bit more. Oh yeah, that's yeah. You, you find um a few like um yeah, that's a hard clothes and sundries. You find another flare gun, although it's empty. Ah, damn it, empty. Danny, um, you punch, you're taking your time and kind of punching uh, various uh, words and phrases from this logbook into you, into Google Translate. You, one name that's uh, repeated quite often is the name Greyland Tropish, which you kind of get the idea that it's like the tropical Greenland, sort of, it's a weird translation, but uh, you have some idea that that's the, probably the name of the ship right now. You see the last entry was on... February 16th. However, skipping back, you notice that there's some entries for this voyage on February 13th where it departed Norway and basically had a cargo of vegetables, fruit, dairy, and meat products um, headed for Greenland. The name uh, Thorolf Lothgren comes up um, a few times, but that's mostly in connection with radio. Okay, then. I sort of show it to the others, you know. Well, that's what the machine spit out. Does it say anything about what happened? Something about it running aground on an iceberg. That was the last entry. So nothing about what happened to the crew? 
No, the last entry was on February 16th, and the last thing it said was running aground on this iceberg. Doesn't say anything about the crew. There are 16 members. Yeah, so right. I found this flare gun here. Uh, seems empty. Didn't find any flares to go with it, so I assume they shot them all and hopefully got rescued because we haven't found anyone. Make yeah, me an idea. Why, why would this ship be here then? Well, because they can't move it. I failed by one. Well, um, did recall see, um, there being a missing lifeboat, but that's all you can remember right now. Yeah, I think one of the lifeboats is missing, so I assume they took it and uh, departed. That's a fair guess. <sighs> Still weird that this... Do they just leave ships out there? Who knows? Oh, yeah, it happens all the time, especially when there's like a dispute over different countries and what shore it belongs to and if it can't be moved like this one here. I mean, it's huge and it's still very much connected to the ice around it. Guess it'll melt soon enough. Well, it has been two years since uh, it was stuck, so... It was a global warming, too. So, um, three of you can um, continue this conversation as you make your way up to the second level. The door is uh, slightly ajar, but as you go in, you notice that it is the crew's dining quarters. However, the scene that um, greets you is anything but uh, pleasant. You notice that there are uh, chairs that are uh, turned over every way, every which way, and there's like dark liquid splattered on the ground. There's um, half-eaten food all around you, and you see some footprints um, in this dark liquid that have looked like they're running across the deck. But yeah, it's a, the, the scene's in a complete mess. What happened here? Like a carefully step inside. Just black shit all over the floor. Tar, maybe? Matthew's actually going to reach down and, and touch it with his hand. It's frozen, but it's kind of shiny. It can make me a biology roll. Is that still a skill? Or, or natural world. Yeah, either way. Yeah, you're not quite sure what it is, but it kind of looks organic. The food's just half-eaten, thrown all about the place. What the hell do you think happened in this room? Maybe there was a mutiny? Like a mutiny? Yeah. That seems strange around you notice that um uh, around the the crew lounge that you're in there's also a bunch of state rooms that are probably for the crew um as well as a door marked with a symbol that um you kind of turn your head and realize oh that's a laundry machine yeah just like on the first uh uh, ground floor so to speak i just wanna like get a quick look in all the rooms yeah before we make a move like open doors, check things out with the flashlight of my phone. You find a few more splatters of this dark liquid and an empty vial of morphine and a used syringe. But there is also like a bit of wall paneling and it looks like there is a small hand axe um, kind of like embedded into the wall. Uh, I'll try and grab the hand axe. Okay. It takes you a little bit, but you're, man- you're able to uh, dig it out because it was only like some, some aluminum that's... It was holding it in. Could be useful if he tried to open something. Yeah. Why the yeah. hell was it sticking out of the wall like that? And Matthew's getting very uncomfortable now. I think someone uh, probably threw it. I do think people were fighting here. It looks really bad. Uh, I mean, this place was hauling food, right? So people could technically live here. 
Yeah, that's true. It doesn't really make sense. Maybe they were running out of fuel supplies or something. Makes sense, I guess. But they could have contacted someone and with like with all this food, they could have just waited, you know? They probably had satellite or anything. Something must sure. have happened we have, here. We have satellite right now. Yeah. But maybe their, their dish is broken. We should check it out upstairs. I guess that's possible. This place has given me the creeps, seriously. Yeah, you do recall seeing a, a large uh, communications array on top of the superstructure. So it's quite probable that they still have the ability to maintain comms. So, hey, Mac, uh, I'm not afraid or anything, but maybe you should text Ashley and just, you know, I I don't want to I don't want to die on this boat, Mac. Just let her know that we're we're still here, we're we're okay. I don't if anything happens, she needs to let other people know. Let the captain know so he can I'm just starting to worry. And uh, Matthew is like, you know, he's starting to get a little bit anxious, probably starting to get a little bit jumpy. All right, all right. I think that's a good idea. I do. We'll give the the other guys call like every couple of minutes, and I I'll dial Ashley's number. Takes a um, bit a bit, but uh, uh, she eventually answers. Hello. Hi, Ash. Mac here. Yeah. Hey, what's up? You guys, find anything Hi. cool yet? Uh, yeah, it looks like a like there was a fight or something going on. Everything is frozen over, but there's there's axes sticking in the wall. There's blood on the floor. More than one axe? That's an oddly specific question, Ashley. I don't know. Yeah, no, it was it was one axe, singular. Uh, well, um, yeah, Captain was talking about trying to hail the Coast Guard or something. Um, in the meantime, once you have any more details. Yeah, so uh, we checked the the captain's office and we found a logbook, but it ends on the very day they hit the iceberg. So that doesn't didn't really get us anywhere. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, I my plan is to call you every couple of minutes when we find something out because it's definitely a bit dangerous here. So if you don't hear from me for like half an hour, I send a rescue mission mission. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'll keep my phone on me. What do you guys want for lunch when you get back? Kumar's asking. Oh, this is this stuff is really bad on the stomach. Maybe something light, fish, and what do you guys want? I think I'll just stick with the that. salad. Yeah, something light. Yeah, sure. Uh, we'll, we'll figure something out then. All right, uh, keep in touch. I will. And I think there's like a pause before he hangs up. Yeah. Eventually, um, after there's no... Um, like response, she hangs up on you. So you do a cursory sweep of this level. Is there any room specifically you wanted to check out? I would like to check out the crew lounge. Yeah, the crew lounge was the thing you noticed um, right away. Kind of the door was open and and that's where all the chairs and plates were kind of like spilling out from. Yeah, it definitely looks like some sort of fight happened in here. Never mind, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that was the... Uh... I'm going to try to raid one of those medikit points, see if they have, if they're stocked or not. Yeah, sure. You find the medical room, it's pretty um, well marked. It looks like they have, like, you know, basic medical supplies. There's some uh, flashlight, there's a defibrillator on the wall, like there's some instruments that are sealed in plastic wrap. But it appears that um, you you look in a drawer and you find only packaging for the, the morphine. It appears that someone had took it and ran. Well, the morphine's gone. But you have plenty of penicillin. Are there stuff like bandages or other yes. trauma? There's uh, stuff. Basic medical gear. 
Yeah, I think I'll just hang on to some of it, even though there's medikits all over the ship. Sure. You pocket some into your uh, little pack that you have with you. All right. So barring any more um, exploration on this level, uh, you make your way up to the third level. So the third level appears to be um, uh, mostly uh, officer's quarters. But the thing that um, grabs your eye right away is a six-foot-long cylindrical piece of glass embedded right into the bulkhead. It looks like sort of like a horizontal crystal stalactite. And it looks like it's really stuck in there. Uh, what's it? What is it embedded into? I didn't the, catch it. The bulkhead, like right into the side of the wall. Oh, so glass into yeah. the bulkhead? Wow. How is that even possible? Something's really off here. It's There's no way glass could penetrate a bulkhead. It looks like it went right through the open door and went right into the side of the wall near where the motor casing is. Like I start that. snapping a few pictures of it. One of them may or may not be a selfie. <laughs> Yeah. Moments before death. <laughs> yeah. You find uh, a few more rooms that appear to be like officer state room, and then there's a, another room that has a picture of a washing machine on it. Is there, uh, is it like, is there a door or is it just the open room or? The laundry room? Yeah. Yeah. The, the door is cracked, but you don't really see anything inside of it. It's kind of dark in there. I'm going to get closer and, and uh, try to open the door a little bit and put my phone flashlight in there and see what I can see. Sure. You, um, you pan your uh, iPhone's uh, flashlight app across the board, and then it settles on something slumped down on the ground. It appears to be a body of a dead crew member, and the, the chest cavity appears to be completely torn open. Can you make me a sanity roll, please? Okay, I passed. Okay, so you only lose the one point of sanity. Um, you weren't expecting it, but uh, at the end, most of the viscera is kind of frozen up. And you notice, like, the body has, like, shards of glass in his chest, and he appears to be holding a flare gun. What the fuck? The rest of you hear your friend um, exclaim as he is going through the, the laundry room. So, Mac and Danny, you hear um, Matthew kind of exclaim quite loudly as he uh, starts searching another uh, the rooms. Yeah, I'll definitely run over to him. I was checking out the glass thing, but this sounds uh, distressing. Fucking, fucking stomachs popped open like in, like in that movie Alien! And then Matthew just starts throwing up. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, we can't pitch anything. This might be a... This looks like a murder. The two of you who are there, can you make me... The two new people that are there, can you make me sand rolls as well? Sanity is for the weak. I pass for once. What the hell? Why is your sanity so high? Oh, I do too, actually. So just the one for each of you. You may have seen a body before or two in your life, but uh, it's mostly the shock of the situation that gets you uneasy. Yeah. I mean, I expected a dead body, just not ripped open. Since you guys were spending some time uh, examining that glass um, pillar that was embedded into the bulkhead by the beginning. You might have some inferences on what uh, has happened here. So uh, this uh, body on the floor is full of glass? Yeah, there's some glass shards that are in the open, eviscerated section of the chest. Looks like this poor guy got impaled, but I'm not really sure how he got in this room. I think we should go back. I kind of wipe the remnants uh, from my mouth, and I'm just like, let's get the fuck out of here, you guys. Yeah. There's there's one more thing that I really want to check out. Yeah. 
Yeah. What's that? We gotta find the captain's quarters. We only had the office so far. Somewhere up here, there must be the quarters. I'm pretty sure that these are the officers' rooms. So up high, there's the. Okay, but quarters. keep your wits about you, and you know. Sure, uh, sure. We're leaving I, I immediately after I've gra- grabbed my axe and shiftily looking from place to place. Uh, I have the flare gun out, and I'm just kind of clutching it. Let's make this quick, Mac. I take a picture of the body, and I want to text it over to uh, Dennis back on the ship. Is it to Ashley? (laughs) No, not to Ashley. And, like, put a quick message with our suspicions and our findings and so on, so he's in the loop. You you see the... uh three dots um, going across that um, indicate he's responding back to you. And then the message that um, reads, I'll be ready, flashes across your phone. Yeah, follow up with a, we are okay, just checking out Captain's quarters and then we are heading back. Yeah. So um, you're making way up to the the fourth level of the superstructure. It appears to be the senior officer's quarters. It's a long, narrow hall on each side uh, all the way you go down with a bunch of staterooms at the end and you make your way uh, to the end where the staterooms are and you kind of go poking around. Um, there's doesn't appear to be a whole lot of like actual damage in this corridor. However, you do uh, see a few labeled rooms. One of them being uh, what your, your translation app on your phone says radio room, but uh, you try the handle and it's locked. You also see uh cabins for the captain and the chief engineer on this level you have you figure out it's the captain's cabin because there's like these little name plates on them um, that you've been seeing and it says helmar enstrom captain on it so yeah that's my goal i want to get in there all right you try the knob of the captain's quarters and it appears to be locked but the door is actually rather flimsy feel like you can get your way in through hook or by crook if you tried Step aside, Mac. I'll take care of this door. You sure? You're feeling, you've been, uh, you've been looking really rough five minutes ago. You know, I mean, we could just axe it open. I got this, you guys. It shouldn't be a problem. All right, I'll stay back. And... All right, you can make me a strength roll. All right, so Matthew, you kind of put your shoulder into it, and you feel the door give way a little bit, but it's still kind of hanging on. Uh, you feel like one more go would um, really do it. I kind of look back at them embarrassed that it didn't break the first time. And then a little bit more frustrated, I I give it another go. And that is a hard success. So you kind of uh, shoulder one more time, feeling as though you kind of loosened it up the first time. And the door kind of flies open and you see a a room kind of similar to um, what few other staterooms you saw downstairs. Um, a well-made cot in the corner with a, with a desk in it. The, the desk has a a book that is opened to middle page with it and appears to be kind of frozen in place. You also kind of like see one of the drawers of the desk is open and you see a small bottle in there. I kind of slowly approach and lean over the book trying to read. Well, the book is kind of open to the middle of a, looks like, reminds you of like those Penguin Classics books that you were forced to read in uh, your college courses, where it has one side um, written in a foreign language, and then the, the mirrored side is an English translation. If you would like to read it into the record, you found. I'll be reading it out loud to, to these guys as well. Yeah, sure. It happened one morning that Carl Sefni 
and his men noticed up above the clearing a kind of speck as it were glittering back at them, and they shouted at it. It moved. It was a skiapod, and hopped down to the river bank, off which they were lying. Thorvald Eirik, the red sun, was sitting by the rudder, and the skiapod shot an arrow into his guts. He drew out the arrow. There is fat round my belly, he said. We have won a fine and fruitful country, but will hardly be allowed to enjoy it. Thorvald died of his wound a little later. The skiapod skipped away and back north, and Karlsefni Carl and his men gave chase, catching sight of him every now and again. The last glimpse they had of him, he was leaping for some creek or other. Karlsefni and his men then turned back. Then one of the men sang this ditty. Men went chasing, I tell you no lie, a one-legger racing, the sea shore by. But this man wonder, cursed son of a trollop, Karlsefni pray ponder, escaped at a gallop. They concluded that those mountains which were at hope and those they had now discovered were one in the same range, that they therefore stood directly in line with each other and extended the same distance on both sides of Stromfjord? What the hell do you think that means, you guys? I think Mac isn't really paying that much attention because he's looking for a safe. Danny's interested, and he's going to pocket the book. You try to pick up the book, but it appears to be kind of frozen in place of the desk, like some sort of liquid was on it, and you don't think you can pull it up without damaging it? I guess I'll axe it out. Okay, you would, you'd have to cut into the desk to do it without destroying the book. If you want, I'm okay you. with that. Okay, can you give me a... Do you have craft? All right, uh, let's go with just like... Yeah. Oh, I do have... Well, I have craft, but only acting, so... Oh, so let's go uh, craft uh, just base 5% then. Well, yeah, okay then. If you want to try it. Yeah, no. Well, you get part of it up, but um, as you start pulling on it, the you feel like you're kind of destroying the words. Mac, you're, you're looking around, but you don't really see a safe, per se. The captain's quarters are kept pretty clean. You see a small uh, trunk with probably a bunch of uh, his personal effects and clothes in it, but um, nothing that resembles a safe. That's very frustrating to him because he was expecting like papers of importance or big money or something. Yeah, that's, that's understandable. So you're busying yourselves searching about the cabin for anything remotely resembling a clue when in the distance you hear what it sounds like four gunshots going Uh, Mac immediately reaches for his phone Uh, you pull out the phone and the phone is on but you realize that you are no longer connected to the Delilah's Wi-Fi shit guys the the Delilah Wi-Fi it's down did you hear that it got raided is there a window here or on the floor, did we see one in passing? Uh, you'd have to go back out to the outside the superstructure to see. Oh, that's bad. And they see us. No. Yeah, there's no um, outside facing windows on this level. All right. We need to find out what's going on. No windows here. We can either go up to the very top, I think, or we go back on deck. But then maybe they see us. We have no way to, to tell how many of them there are. I we could try to get into the comms room. We could. I give the axe to Matthew and ask him if he could try to get into the comms room. Okay, I'll do it. 
So you co- go up to the comms room, and it appears to be a bit sturdier door than the captain's room. So I would either need a locksmith um, or a uh, well, normally it'd be a hard strength roll, but if you're using a an axe, I, I'd say that'd be a, a wash. So a strength roll if you want to do it that way. Yeah, I'm going to do strength. One second here. I pass. You're able to get it open, and it kind of swings outward. And the thing that um, like catches your eye right away is the edge of a mattress, which is lying on the floor. It's one of those really cheap twin mattresses, and you kind of have to like kick it um, a little bit to get the door to open all the way, almost like the door kind of got stuck on part of it. And as you get the door open, you realize that there's another body lying on the uh, mattress. Um, this one appears to be clutching a straight razor and appears to have gone to work on his own uh, wrists and throat. Your head um, um, pans upward and sees the controls to the radio array have been completely smashed. And uh, I mean, you don't really have um, experience with mechanical repair, but you can tell that this is going to be one hell of a job. Could I get some sanity rolls, please? I failed. I pass. Fail. Passing uh, nets you zero, but uh, fail, lose two points of sand, please. So what is going through your head, Matthew, when you see the carnage of the radio and the man before you? So Matthew's heart just kind of kind of dr- sinks into his chest when he sees first the, the body and the, the horrible way in, in which this person has died. Like nothing could, could have prepared him for that. But at the same time, when he looks and he sees the machinery that's just completely destroyed, completely fucked, he's just like, oh, shit, we're in trouble now. Like, you know, he he just feels like helpless when he sees how, how damaged the machinery is. Can you make me an idea roll? Uh, fail. Fail. Well, uh, you're not sure exactly how the machinery could have been um, damaged this this uh thoroughly from just the implements the man that had hit on him so he possibly had some quite uh strength strengthful help on it oh hello again folks i'd like to tell you about the facebook group we run called white wolf and onyx path rpgs gameplay and media have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions so that your media could get the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.